Ah, so now let's turn to our scripture for this morning. As we look at the four Gospels, uh, they each begin in a different way. The Christmas story as we know it is primarily found in the Gospel of Luke. We will uh, hear this in a, that uh, passage about the trip to Bethlehem in a couple of weeks. Matthew starts with the genealogy of Jesus and uh, tells the story of finding out about this uh, holy child through the perspective of Joseph. The Gospel of John takes us back to the beginning of all creation. It starts in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The Gospel of Mark that we hear now starts us with a person whose name is John. And so uh, Mark gives us no baby story at all about Jesus, but rather listen now how the gospel of Mark begins. Mark chapter 1 verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming baptis baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized, him in the, baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I've baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, open your story to us this morning. About this one John, but more importantly about this one, this one Jesus, reveal to us your way in our lives. Amen. And so... This Advent season begins with this lesson. There is no angel Gabriel. There's no manger. No baby Jesus, not yet. Mark begins with this adult John baptizing in the River Jordan. We don't know yet what John has to do with Jesus. We don't know yet from that passage. No, nor do we have any idea yet what John would have to do with Christmas. Except we have a little bit of a hint. Just a hint because the gospel writer Mark quotes uh, the, the prophet Isaiah and says, there is this one who is going to come and prepare a way for the Lord. Ah. And so by sharing this passage, these few verses from Isaiah, the gospel writer Mark tells us, that this one John, who we, will be, who we will know as the baptizer, is the messenger sent by God to prepare the way of the Lord. 
But where did John come from? In the Gospel of Mark, he literally appears out of nowhere. But not so in the Gospel of Luke. Luke tells us this. And now listen as we meet John's parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Uh, this story unfolds on its own, uh, needing very little commentary. So the Gospel of Luke, again, where we will hear in just the next chapter, we'll hear about the trip to Bethlehem. But, but the Gospel of Luke begins with, with just a short passage from the writer saying, um, I've, read a lot of, <laughs> I've read a lot of others. I've researched this well. And this is what I know about this one that you've come to know is Jesus. And so uh, the Gospel writer Luke begins, Luke chapter 1 verse 5 and following about John. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord, but they had no children. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and both were getting on in years. Once, when he was serving as a priest before God and his section was on duty, Zechariah was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now, at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people were praying outside, right? So get that in your head. We would all be outside. Zechariah was in the sanctuary alone. Then there appeared to Zechariah an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw this angel, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will return many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah. Wow. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And then Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know? How will I know that this is so? For I'm an old man and my wife is also getting on in years. And the angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I've been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And now, because you didn't believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time, you will become mute and unable to speak until the day that these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered what was the cause of the delay in the sanctuary. When Zechariah did not come out, when, when Zechariah did come out, he could not speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. Zechariah kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. 
And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I've endured among my people. Ah, right? So the story, maybe it sounds familiar. It would have been very familiar to the people, the Jewish people in Jesus' day. An old couple, righteous, blameless, living before God, doing all that they're supposed to do, but still barren. And remember, barrenness was not a physical issue of that day. It was that... Uh, you had somehow found a disfavor with God. You had sinned or someone in your family had sinned. Ah, an old couple, an old righteous couple with no child praying fervishly for a child. People were going, oh, that reminds me of Abraham and Sarah. Oh, that reminds us of Hannah and Elkanah. So the angel, again, this angel Gabriel who has appeared before in the Hebrew text, this angel Gabriel comes with this startling news about a prayer answered, about a weight lifted, about a prophecy fulfilled. Elizabeth is going to have a son and they're going to name him John. And now that will become a really pivotal part in the story. They're not going to name him Zechariah after his dad. They're not going to actually name him after anybody in his family. They're going to name him John. And we're told by the angel Gabriel, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Ah, right? You just heard that a little bit ago in the beginning of Mark. But now we know where John, when we say, where did this person come from? We know, oh, he is the one that God has sent to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And so in Luke... And if you read the first two chapters of Luke on your own, you'll see that in Luke, the story of the angel Gabriel's appearance to Mary immediately follows this. And and we'll hear that next week. But it's in verse 39 that we hear about, for the first time, this connection between John and Jesus that comes through the connection of Mary and Elizabeth. Um, In some translations, Elizabeth is... Um, identified as Mary's kinswoman or her cousin. But what we know uh, is that, as we pick up in this story, is that uh, Elizabeth is pregnant with John. Mary has just heard this incredible news that she is going to bear the Christ child. And now she, I think she needs support, needs to tell someone about what has happened. And so in verse 39, we hear Mary and Elizabeth's first conversation. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is this fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me? that the mother of my Lord comes to me. For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. 
Ah, blessed is she, both Mary and Elizabeth are going to be blessed because they believe this good news from God that they will bear really incredible boys, really incredible sons that will, in fact, change the world. So after visiting, and I really believe that Mary's visit gave her strength and courage to go on with her pregnancy because we know that there would be many skeptics, um, many judgers about Mary and her condition and her situation with Joseph. But her visit with, with Elizabeth must have given her strength to go on. So Mary returns home. Uh, Zechariah and, and uh, Elizabeth now wait for the birth of John. And we finish this passage with these words. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord has shown this great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. Isn't that wonderful? They all rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, the time came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, no. No, he is to be called John. And the others said to her, none of your relatives has this name. And then they began motioning to his father to find out what the name was that he wanted to give this baby. And Zechariah asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And all of them were amazed and immediately Zechariah's mouth was open and his tongue was freed and he began to speak praising God. Fear came over all the neighbors and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. And all who heard them pondered them and said, what then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. Ah. What then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. Ah, we know. We know because we have been blessed with 2,000 years of faith. We know this story. You just heard part of it at the beginning from Mark. We know who this child will become. Because we know who this child is. He was the one who prepared the way for Jesus. He's the one who was crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And although at first Zechariah doubted, understandably, right? How could this be so? John's birth and the writing on the tablet, his name is John, bore testimony to the truth of the angel's promise. And so at the birth of John in the beginning of this story in the Gospel of Luke, we hear um, what's called the Canticle of Zechariah. Uh, it's Zechariah's words of praise that we're going to now share together because it really does conclude this inc incredible passage. So it's in your hymnal on 208 and is on your screen as we share it together. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to set the chosen people free. The Lord has raised up for us a mighty Savior from the house of David. Through the holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from all our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. 
to show mercy to our forebears and to remember the Holy Covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship without fear, holy and righteous sight all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. So this morning, as we end that whole uh, story of uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah and John, that chapter one ends with this single verse. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared to the people of Israel. So as we begin this season of preparation, preparing for the coming of Christ at Christmas, we give thanks for this one John who prepared the way and allowed us to celebrate this season. Amen.